floor, sticking out between the bed and the wall. Daddy! His feet were still in his house slippers. It felt like a dream. I ran over to the big almond-colored man in his late fifties. I knelt down and shook him, all six feet and 250 pounds of him, but he didn't respond. Daddy! Daddy, get up! My heart beat faster as the reality of that moment set in. Come on, Daddy, don't do this. Wake up! His head was cold, and panic raced through me. Daddy, please don't die. God, please! I flashed back to my mother. Her funeral. I remembered sitting down in the front row with Grandma Hattie, some relatives, and my dad. Everyone was wailing, and I sat there looking up at the roof and ignoring the light teal casket with my mom in it. Oh, God, no, not again. I wiped my dad's forehead. My mind went to the last time my grandmother took me to church before she got sick and passed away. She'd bought me a new green dress, and I wore it proudly as I sat next to her on Sunday. First my mother, then my grandmother, then my best friend Keith. Then I broke down. No! 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 My voice was choking me, and I fought to speak. What to do? What to do? I felt under his jawline for a pulse. There was a slight one. Daddy, listen to me, I said. You can't leave me, okay? Okay? He had dark circles around his eyes, and he looked like he'd lost 20 pounds since I'd seen him a couple of days ago. I reached in my purse, found my phone, and dialed 911. With my father's head resting on my lap, I sat there calling his name until the ambulance arrived. The prognosis wasn't good. Daddy had had a massive heart attack that required a triple bypass, and they'd found prostate cancer. Apparently, when he fell... He hit his head, and he'd been unconscious for over an hour when I found him. As soon as we arrived at the hospital, the doctors rushed him into surgery and tried to clear the valves that led to his heart. A rush of uncertainty, instability, and loneliness came flowing back to me. I'd called Eric several times, but he wasn't picking up. I asked the doctor what they were going to do about the cancer, and he said that they had to do things one at a time. Once they got Daddy's heart working, they'd get him started on chemotherapy. I was a complete mess, and that didn't make me feel any better. My father, my compadre, lay unconscious as I sat by his bed. Tubes were sticking out of everywhere, and machines were beeping. I didn't know what to do. I'd called my stepmother, Charlotte, and she said she'd be on the next plane back to California. But why had she left him in the first place if he was sick? Signs were plastered all over the walls saying, no cellular phone use. 
I picked up the tan phone from the bedside table and pulled it over to the window. Eric, it's me, Chantel again. I wish you would answer the phone. I'm really going through it. Daddy just got out of surgery and he's on a breathing machine. My words felt again like they were choking me. They've operated on his heart and he has cancer. I broke down. Eric, call me, okay? I'm at Summit Medical Center, the second floor, room 231, okay? Bye. I hung up. The physician attending to my father walked into the room in green scrubs and Reeboks. I asked him what was going to happen next for my dad. When he looked at me and suggested I call my relatives, I just blocked him out. When he hinted that they weren't even sure if Daddy would wake up, I told him off good.